Welcome to the Confident and Courageous Clarity Podcast with me, Jatia Jones. Join us weekly for everything clarity. The truth is, once you have clarity, you'll have the confidence and courage to succeed in life and business. If you're new to the podcast, you should know my goal is to help you gain the clarity needed to transform your visions, goals, or dreams into reality. So let's jump right into today's episode. For my OG listeners, you all know that the podcast was birthed from the evolution of Mocha Monday's tip of the week. So when we moved to the podcast, I couldn't just leave you without your mocha. Therefore, at the beginning of each episode, I give you your drop of mocha and you are to implement it throughout the week to help inch you closer and closer to clarity. This week's drop of mocha is give from your saucer, not from your cup. Give from your overflow so that your cup stays full and you have enough to pour into others. This week's guest is Nicole Rong. Nicole is the capacity coach, the host of the Flow and Flourish podcast and a transformational speaker who helps high-performing women increase their capacity for sustainable success by creating balance between their personal and professional lives. This wife and mother of two has steadily and successfully climbed the corporate ladder by supporting thousands of employees globally so she knows what it's like to wear many hats and juggle competing priorities. As a human resource leader for over a decade, she has coached and trained managerial staff, including C-suite and executive level employees at billion dollar Fortune 500 companies, and has helped them to build leadership capabilities and cultivate thriving company cultures. Because of her 10 plus years of corporate HR experience, Nicole understands the unique challenges of busy, high-performing women and how a lack of fluidity between the worlds of home and work can create a barrier between them and their next level. Her mantra is, when you flow effortlessly, you flourish tremendously. I'm so excited to get into this episode, so let's jump right on in. But I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. Um, well, number one, I just love you. I love what you're about. And I think that your purpose is something that is beyond needed for women across the board. Well, people across the board in general, but specifically women, because I feel like we're juggling all the balls and we never really learn how to juggle. We just figure out how to keep it in the air, you know? Mm-hmm. And so... When I thought about you, I thought about, we always talk about the ABCs, the clarity, accept, believe, connect. And I thought about you and connecting the dots, like of creating flow and having the capacity. So you have that work-life balance, Mm -hmm. right? And what that really looks like. Because most of us are, as they token us, high-performing or high-achieving, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, you're always that person that everybody's like, how do you do it all? And the answer is, I don't know. Um, <laughs> always. <laughs> exactly. I was like, we need Nicole so she can try to, you know, get us in, on track and help us, one, identify that we're like literally juggling all the balls um, and just just tell us all that goody goody gum drop stuff. So they got your bio, but tell the people some good stuff about you, who you are, what you do. Yes, ma'am. First, let me just say thank you for having me in this space because 
as you said about me, everything that you're doing is so important. And I know from working with you in Purpose the Platform and just seeing you continue to grow, like having that clarity to be able to move forward and walk in our purpose is so important. So thank you so much for what you do and what you contribute to the world. Um, as far as me, about me, kind of what I do, I literally help women create balance between their personal and their professional lives. And I'm doing that in a way where we're putting self-care as the number one factor, because without us pouring into ourselves, we cannot pour out into our work, into our families, into our, you know, relationships and do all the things that we want to do that we don't really even know how we do on a regular basis. Um, And so as the capacity coach, I'm helping us to realize that we have a certain amount of time and energy that we can pour into these different things. And if we're not actively being aware of what's on our plates, then we're going to hit max capacity and all those balls that we're keeping up in the air are one of them, if not multiple, are going to hit the ground. So I'm trying to really do the preventative work from dropping those balls to help us be able to flow and flourish and show up in excellence, no matter what room that we're in. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm always telling people you can't feed if you're not fed. And that goes from finances to your energy to because a lot of times we find ourselves pouring from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we also find ourselves pouring from that empty cup into cracked cups. <laughs> and we're trying to keep them full. And we're already on empty. And it's just seeping out by the wayside. And I'm just like, oh. We have to, at some point in time, because somewhere down the line, we've been conditioned that the sacrificial essence is, is should be glorified. Mm-hmm. And it's not. Like, I don't want your breadcrumbs. Can I not have a whole sandwich? Um, and so I love when you were, like, literally pointing out how when we, you know, we got to basically, we can't feed if we're not fed and running on empty is not the way to go. So, love it yeah I want to say too like as you said that sacrificial piece it's this badge of honor right that we're learning how to unlearn because so many people before us you know they had to operate that way we don't have to do that anymore and so instead of us pouring out of that empty cup and into a cracked cup really learning how to Um, use our resources for ourselves so that we can show up better and give people a whole sandwich versus just these breadcrumbs is what it's all about. That's a whole word in itself. Um, And I I really think that tags back to, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm never going to change. And, you know, I'm the person that I've always been and that's what got me here. But I'm like, can that take you to the next level? Like, say it again for the people in the back. Seriously, like, can that take you to the next level? And so when you talk about before they had to, they literally had to. And thankfully, times have changed somewhat, right? Mm -hmm. So we do have more opportunity, more resources. We can actually course correct so that we don't have to do it the way that they once did. Um, I was listening to TikTok, that's my new best friend. And (laughs) everybody new best friend, girl. (laughs) I learned so much. But this guy was talking about the um, uh, 
crock pot. I wanted to say potluck, but the crock pot theory. And a girl was watching her mother cook a roast in the crock pot. And he was like, she was like, well, mama, why you cut the ends off? She was like, I don't know. My mom did. And um, she was like, so she went and asked her grandmother, well, why you cut the ends off? Because my mama did. Went and asked her great grandmother. And she said, because it couldn't fit in the oven before. So oh. for two generations, they've been wasting good meat. Because they just did how they once and nobody thought the course correct or even ask why. So yeah. yeah, yeah, we can do things differently now. And that really makes me think of a book that I led when I was in corporate um, on the HR space called What Got You Here Won't Get You There, right? Because so often, not only are we carrying on those past traditions and not asking any questions, we're not even open to figuring out how to do things in a different way. And mm -hmm. everything that got you to the point that you're in, in your life today is not going to take you to where it is that you're trying to go. That's the whole point of evolution, right? Like in your relationships, in your faith, in your finances, in your work, like you get promoted and then you can't do what you did six months ago to get promoted to a new level. That How does that work? It doesn't. So we got to be able to change and we have to be open to really looking at, okay, this is kind of how I work through capacity. What worked then, right? What's working now? What needs to change? Where am I trying to go? And creating a plan on how to get there and really being open to doing it in different ways is what allows you to do that. And that's really good. And I love that you said a plan because so many people see the ones who made it when they made it, right? And they're like, they make back it. work. <laughs> Girl, the sleepless nights, the tears, the fear, the you know, the stress, the extra gray hair because we dyed it. But <laughs> girl, listen. Um, I put this headband on today because <laughs> my braids is trying to tell on me already. I'm like, I just got y'all. But <laughs> but seriously, it. and it's like it's always like, oh, all they did was this. Bro, the ones that make it look easy plans. We can't just like throw it up in the air and everything lands in, in a magical spot in place. Like I wish I could twinkle my nose and it worked that way, but you have to plan. And that's for any facet of life. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. And it's funny. It makes me think about um, my conversation with my daughter. So she's 18. She graduated and she wants to take a gap year. And of course, mm -hmm. you know, the HR in me, the education <laughs> person in me is screaming. I'm like, girl, have you lost your mind? Um, and so as we think, she does want to go to an HBCU, but I'm telling her, baby, you got to plan that. That's not just something that you decide one day you're going to wake up and that's where you're going. And it's like you said, with every other facet in life, when I decided to get into corporate, my plan was to put myself in a position to be able to support her. Cause at the time I was a single mom, um, and put a plan together to get through that, to make the six figures. Nobody understood the sleepless nights, like you said, the tears, the writing 10, 15 page history papers at two o'clock in the morning and then getting up and going to work. I put in a lot of work to get to where I was going to earn that six figures. And so oftentimes we are overlooking all the hard work, the journey, the process. Right. And it just makes me think about how capacity is a process as well. It's not a one and done. It's not an overnight thing. It's really taking the time to understand that process. You don't get to have, you know, good capacity 
overnight. It takes time. Girl, that's a whole word in itself. Um, my brain, you know, my brain jumps from here to here to here. So I'm like, okay, I, I focus. know. That's why I love you because <laughs> I'm the same way. I was just like, stick to the point. Because I, I, you made me actually think about um, some clients or I'll call them potential clients that, that um, I actually thought about accepting. But then I was like, they want a quick fix. And most of the ones who want this quick fix don't have the stamina. I don't even want to say capacity because you have the capacity. You're just filling it with other things and items Mm. um, to really dive in. And like you said, understand the process. Mm -hmm. And the whole purpose of investing in yourself or getting a coach is to get the cliff notes like in all honesty like we can we can help you do so many other things Damn. but it's to get the cliff notes so you can like the, the cheat sheet to life and skip two to three years of DIY if not more mm-hmm. in like a small amount of time mm-hmm. but even in that short amount of time those individuals don't want to learn the process and I'm just like, I, there is no other secret sauce that I know of. I mean, maybe you know. <laughs> yeah, girl, it's like they don't want to do the work. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it comes down to, even in, you know, everything that I've been doing on the coaching aspect and the HR aspect, you can't get around doing the work. And you said something really key. It's not that people don't have capacity. What are you filling it up with? What mm-hmm. are you spending your time on? Who are you spending your time with? Like, are you spending five hours on Candy Crush? Look, I'm a Candy Crush player. You know that. And I can get carried away. So I get it. I can get lost in the sauce. But you can't say you don't have capacity to do certain things until you're looking at actually how you're spending your time. Because we we all got capacity. It's just what we're doing with it. Exactly. And, you know, for me, it really hit home when I when I was at the nine to five and they started making us clock every minute and every second of every day because we were going through this audit. And that's when I realized, oh, you got time. Like, because the time it takes you to do what they ask you to do is lickety split compared to your coworkers. So while you here, why don't you? But I was literally like, oh, I don't have time because I was in my opinion, wasting time at the job. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be too tired by the time I got home fighting traffic to do what I said I was going to do when I actually did have the time. And it was just really identifying it and being forced to, to really, you know, pay attention to my intentions for every second of every day. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that tracking that time is everything. And it's something Um, that I experienced both on the corporate side and when I transitioned into being an entrepreneur. Because like you, at work, we were going through some sort of an upgrade, trying to figure out where training was necessary and had to do a time tracking project. And I too realized, oh, I'm wasting a whole bunch of time. And I wanted to, you know, do my business when I got home. And now I don't recommend this. So I'm just putting a disclaimer out there. Once I realized how much time I was wasting, 
instead of wasting that time, I utilize that additional time, whether it's on my lunch breaks or in between meetings to do some of the stuff that I needed to do for my business because I had this free time. Not using company resources. I'm not telling you to steal time, none of that stuff, but just when you're monitoring that. And then when I transitioned from corporate to entrepreneurship, I, you know, thought, oh, I'm have all this time to do this, that, and the third. And once I literally started planning stuff out, I was like, oh, sis, you got all kind of time. You got a whole day because everything that you saying that you need to do, you can do Monday morning. And then part of that you can do Monday afternoon, which leaves you all of this time to be able to carry out the other things for your business. And so sometimes it's really just like you said, having that awareness to the intention and you got to look at it though. You can't just keep it all in your head. You have to physically look, whether you're writing it down or in some sort of a a digital form, tracking your own time and what you're spending your time on, because that's the key to managing your capacity and your work-life balance. Mm, That's so good too, because Well, one, you just gave like, I think the biggest gem to those who are trying to run away from the nine to five and switch to entrepreneurship, because if you don't like really schedule out your day, you'll still be like you were at work, like where did all the time go? Now, she does not like endorse it, but I do. (laughs) While you were at work. Now I do, I do say, don't use their resources when you get sued and or fired. You want to make this transition on your own. Can't get unemployment if you get fired, boo. Let's put that out there. Okay. Just saying. Uh, we want you to be successful. We want this to be a launch pad for you, not like, you know, just pushing you off a cliff. But um use that time because literally for me, like FYI, shameless plug y'all could be listening to this podcast during that time that's what uh, i was doing that ain't shameless that's exactly what you should be doing because that's what i was doing i'm oh, working geez. and getting meeting notes together and listening to the podcast to fill my cup up the same yes. time yes yes i was ODing on podcasts and audiobooks and if somebody said a good word i would pause and write that down and then get back to it but it was like when i finished an assignment I might be like, well, I mean, yeah, I need a few more, you know, days on it to complete it just so I can have them days in that downtime to do some stuff. Um, But yeah, use it wisely. That, that was, and the key is tracking. Like I literally was like, hmm, we might need to track our time. See how much time we really spend on things because in this season of life, literally like yesterday, I was like, Yo, why I kept saying, I'm gonna start my day, I'm gonna start my day, I'm gonna start my day. And I did not start my day for real, for real until about five o'clock. Until literally 5 p.m. And I woke up early yesterday because I had to go handle some stuff early in the morning. Um, and and it's not, you know, for you know lollygagging and stuff like that, but things do happen. And so tracking my time to really truly know where I can really go harder so that when those type of days happen, it's still a balance. Um, But yeah, it was so annoying and painful, but to track our time at work, but I I really learned that, like you said, you got to look at it and you need to know your numbers, period, your financial numbers, your time numbers, especially time because you can't get it back. You can't make more of it. So know where you're putting it. Um, and know your numbers and look at it. Don't be afraid. Because I know I used to be afraid to do the budget 
because I felt like it was telling me it's what I had scary. to do. Yeah, you don't want to, but you, you can't <laughs> fix what you don't face, right? Drop my and You ain't going to look at it. Who else going to look at it? Ain't nobody else tracking your time. Nobody else has the goals that you have. Nobody else has the identical values that you have. So you have to, you got to look at it. You've got to look at it. Ain't no way around it. That's part of the work. Yeah. Yeah. And the sooner you face it, the sooner you can improve it if it needs improvement. And or you'll find, like you say, that Christmas present underneath the tree of extra time and or extra money because you were just, you know, eating out way too much or you were on Candy Crush because I'm, you know, guilty to way too mm-hmm. long. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that those were all that was like the secret gem to entrepreneurship, I think, as a whole is really looking at it and knowing where your time is going yeah my time management is everything ma'am and you know that's one of the biggest like when I ask a question about clarity and I'm like well what what do you need clarity on that is one of the most repeated things that I get is how to manage my time if they even know that it's a time management issue Mm -hmm. and or how to balance is what they'll say. Those are the two like vocabulary terms that they'll use the most time management and balance Mm -hmm. and it's all capacity. And so that's, that's another reason why I seriously thought about you because my response is going to be discipline. (laughs) It's just going to be, you just got to be disciplined, like do it. Mm-hmm. do it right just go mm-hmm. down a checklist but I, I in all honesty I know it's more than that so um so yeah so what when did you you realize that capacity was your thing you helped me figure this out by the way um because I kept saying, oh, I just want to do work-life balance. I want to do work-life balance because it's easier. Everybody knows work-life balance. But I realized capacity was my thing after I had left corporate. And I sat down and I really had to think about um, all the things that I'd done, all the things that I wanted to do. And how did I do that? And it was literally managing my capacity. It was managing my time, managing my energy, whether I was, you know, working on a really big project at work, or I was trying to make sure that my daughter had cookies to go to her um, school or trying to make sure that I was taking care of my husband, you know, all of those different things. I realized It's not just work-life balance. That's a piece of the puzzle, but it's capacity. It's what are you doing with all of those different resources? And with us being the number one resource, I think even a little further from that was me getting sick and me realizing I was at max capacity in the hospital, right? Like not really understanding how running on E, pouring from that empty cup, cup or into a cracked cup had impacted how I was showing up as a mom, as a wife, as an employee. I had no energy. I was depressed and anxious. There was just so much. And it's because I hit that capacity threshold and my body was like, ma'am, you're going to have several seats. You're not going back to work. I'm going to make it so that you cannot walk, literally couldn't walk for two weeks. I had to stay in the bed or it threatened my life. And so I realized the capacity piece was just really managing all of the things that go into allowing you to show up the way that you show up. And it's not just work-life balance. 
So I couldn't mm. focus on that. <laughs> mm. And you know, the more that I, you know, the clarity's in the doing, but the more that I do, the more I do see it as a, a holistic approach. You're So when you were like, that's just a small piece of it, it literally is a small piece of it. Um, and so having, you know, guests like you on the podcast to help them have this holistic perspective of how they're about to do whatever they're going to do. But that's a whole word too in itself is that, you know, your body will tell you enough is enough. And, and having listen though, right? I don't know. Like no. not even a little bit. We push it to the limit every single time. Like I started to sing, but I'm not, I'm not. You know, I hear Rick Ross in my head. Yes. See, this is why I love you. Cause I really started to break out, but I was like, no, behave yourself today. But yes, no, Rick Ross definitely like push it to the limit. And you know, that can motivate you in, in, in certain instances, but when it comes to your health and balancing time and that self-care and making yourself a priority, and like you said, starting with the you is really real because especially beginning entrepreneurship, that's the last thing you, your health, all of that is like the very last thing. Cause I got to do this. Cause we're doing all the things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so easy not to place that as a priority because like I remember once uh I was at my mom's house and her and my brother were like let's go for a walk and I felt myself like the anxiousness and the anger a little bit because I was Mm -hmm. so stressed out I was at my max capacity and I had deadlines Mm-hmm. And I was like, you don't in my head, you know, good and bad shoulders is like, you don't have time to do this. What they think they don't understand. They don't see how hard you work. Right. And then the they other don't know my like, deadlines. Right. The other side was like, biscuit head broad. If you don't go put on some clothes and go for a walk. Not biscuit head. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Literally. It it's was a like, walk. <laughs> just, like literally and, and because the other side too was like you know you're stressed and you know what walking will do for you it will calm you down it would dissolve some of that anxiety um it would keep your cup full mm-hmm. so just go and I did I enjoyed my now granted I actually forgot about a call that I was supposed to be on while I was out for walking and playing with them and I was like dang it <laughs> but it felt good and I enjoyed myself so but it's still always a struggle to make, to make that a priority. But yeah, you still, you can't do these grandiose visions that you have and make these dreams come true and not be here. No, you're the key to all of that. And I got to apologize. Garbage trucks are outside. So you might hear a little bit of noise in the background. It's perfectly um, fine. I've had my fingers crossed that the dog don't bark. So. Because <laughs> it's storming outside. Downstairs. He was trying to come up in here with us. I'm like, <laughs> bro, not today. Um, but you, you made so many good points. And really just us being able to understand that we don't have to do all the things, right? you know, doing all the things and transitioning from being in corporate to being an entrepreneur and really giving ourselves the grace and the space to say, Hey, I don't have to do everything in one day. I can Mm -hmm. take a break and making sure that we do that because that's the whole point that we get into entrepreneurship, right? To be able to create our own schedules to a certain extent. And you cannot 
run yourself into the ground and think that you're going to have a successful business. And so part of that is, like you said, you know, your family was about to go for a walk and you had the two people on the shoulders and you had to get yourself together and say, ma'am, I need this to refresh. I need this to, you know, at least give my brain a break because you know how it is when you work yourself into the ground and you can't focus and then your end product is boo-boo and it does nobody any good. And so I, on top of that, would just encourage everybody to really pay attention, to listen, like we said, to our bodies, to understand that it's okay to pause and you can come back to it because it ain't going nowhere. It's yours. Take a break. Please say that again. Because you know, it's when you have your own personal deadline and nobody else know, your clients don't know, like nobody, but you are dry, like sleepless nights. Like I gotta get this done by Friday. And then girl, you get it done three Fridays later and it's so much better. And your clients actually appreciate it, but you don't stress yourself out with a deadline that nobody else knows. And I'm not saying don't make deadlines because I know people mm-hmm. that are like, you know, whatever. No, make a deadline, but don't kill yourself trying to stay in that deadline. Go with the flow like because they're literally and by the way before I forget she got flow Friday so y'all need to go and find her for flow Fridays okay (laughs) but (laughs) it's divine timing is what I found out it's just like whenever I wanted something to happen right now like right 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 now and it happened later Mm -hmm. I'd be like I see what you did there God I don't really Mm -hmm. I wasn't happy about it but I see you because it's so (laughs) much better and it's like everything about the situation, just the way you move, the flow, the grace, the experience is just so much better. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. It's part of the process. It's, it's part of the process is going with the flow. And many of us, although we think we're good at that, we're not, we're not. Because one of the things you said that stood out to me was the unrealistic expectations that we put on ourselves. Ain't nobody told you that it needs to be done on Friday, but you're burning yourself out to get there. And so really being able to, that's where the listening comes in too. Like, Hey, this isn't working. It's okay. If I push this deadline back. And sometimes even if you're in corporate, right. One of the things that I would coach my leaders on all the time is, you know, time management came up. Have you reached out and said, hey, when do you need this by? Because I guarantee you ain't, you ain't done that. Have you asked that question? And nine times out of 10, the answer was either as soon as you can or next week or two weeks. And so really to manage our time better, thinking about those deadlines that we put on ourselves or the deadlines that other people are giving to us, there's always wiggle room. There's always wiggle room. That that's a great transition into what I was going to ask you next, because, you know, we had talked earlier about um, basically boundaries and having to say no, even when it hurts your heart to say no. Right. Um, And so you made me think about like one of my supervisors and she would always be like, we need it right now, right, right now. And I'm like, you cannot make this happen by tomorrow. You want a full fledged program for the whole entire organization in 24 hours? Did you ask the question? Or how about even better yet, since you are the subject matter expert, suggest that they give us a deadline of X, Y, and Z, right? And every single time with this specific project I have in mind, her leadership responded with, I just want it done right. So if that takes to the following year, 
I just want it done right. But she was trying to force it in 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And so having boundaries with self, having boundaries with others, I, for me, because that was a, an ex, a transition that I had to make because I had boundaries, but I didn't stand firm in them. I was always kind of swaying and letting like them break. Mm-hmm. And I was not getting my stuff done that I needed to do to help other people or accommodate other people. And that not until I actually enforced and stood firm in my boundaries mm-hmm. for them and for myself, did things start to transform and flourish? And so like, how important is it, even though I feel like you just told us, our boundaries for actually having the capacity? Ma'am, you see this face? (laughs) Boundaries are, I want to say number one, because they form, shape, mold, whatever word it is that you want to use they help you to have that capacity because if you have no boundaries or if they're a little lax, right? Anybody and everybody can call on you to do things. You're going to constantly put yourself, your needs on the back burner, and you're not going to get any of the things done that really need to be done. And so establishing boundaries is so, so vital to your capacity. Like you're not going to have capacity if you have no boundaries. You have to, and you do have to have them both personally and professionally, because like you in the corporate world, I would constantly, so I was in HR, as I mentioned, I'd constantly have leaders coming in and telling me, Hey, I need this development plan done today. And I'm like, ma'am, didn't you know, you just asked me for um, a write-up to put somebody on a performance plan 20 minutes ago, but you want this? No, look, let me tell you. And so really being able to get comfortable saying, Hey, I'd love to help you, but right? Or let me get back to you or pushing back what I like to call effectively challenging. Um, You know, hey, could you find out if we can get an extension? Because the way my capacity set up. (laughs) But yeah, those, those boundaries are essential. And I think even more so in our personal lives, because I'm gonna be real transparent. It was easier for me to set professional boundaries than it was for personal boundaries. Because I didn't want to hurt anybody's feeling when you're used to being the go-to person and used to, you know, pouring from an empty cup, people expect that of you because you've taught them to treat you that way. And ma'am, setting some of those personal boundaries was one of the hardest parts of the work that I've ever had to do. And it's the same with the clients that I work with. Like you have to have those boundaries. What's the saying? If you don't stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. Exactly. Exactly. And the key phrase that you just said is, I trained them to expect that from me. And most of us who have issues or transitioning into actually having bad or standing in our boundaries, we get offended when they come to us sideways, but not realizing that you taught them that for the past umpteen years, You've been allowing that. And so why today, just because you ain't feeling it for real, for real, for real, you are you now offended? In- <laughs> right. Oh, you mad because you changed. And now they mad that you changed. But you mad at you? Like, no. Girl, right. So, yes, that was a whole entire word. And and I understand for those of you who are going through that, but, like, you, it comes with shame. It comes with guilt. You feel horrible saying no or, and, or not showing up, right? And we're always like, my word is my bond. Like, it is. 
but you can change that. You have like the right to said, change your mind. Yeah. Yeah. And you gave a very good phrase that people should use. You would, uh, what did you say? You said, uh, I would love to help you, but, mm-hmm. and then fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. So just start to practice that and implement that because when you start to walk in purpose, you get real territorial with your time. Because you don't like, understand that either. They, how you use the example of you getting upset, it's the same thing. It's a process. I said something a while back um, that the only people that get upset about you having boundaries are the ones who benefit from you having none. Yes, ma'am. So you've got to learn how to stand tall in it, even when it hurts. I cannot tell you how many times I done went and cried in the corner because I told somebody no. And I knew that it was going to switch our relationship, right? Yes. And the pain that comes from that, like you said, the guilt, the fear, the what's wrong with me. And it's because we've trained people to treat us that way. But let me tell you how good I felt after I got done crying in the corner. I was like, no, 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 no. Listen. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. No got so much easier. And it felt good. It became freeing. It wasn't the shackles of guilt anymore Mm -hmm. and especially when they didn't respond like you assume like this whole made-up scenario in your head like they're gonna hate you they don't want to be your friend no more and they'd be like girl I understand okay go do you and you really like you don't stress yourself out having like the conversation in your head but even despite that yeah the nose gets so much easier because you know that this thing you have to do it, it's you have to do it it's not like I just want and so you get territorial of your time because especially for those dating girlfriend you don't waste it on no boo-boo the fool listen you'd be like I can cook I don't need dinner the movies who why <laughs> What kind of value are you adding to my life? Where is this? Where is this going? Like what? I I need to understand the potential and the action behind it. Like what? Come on, ma'am. Listen. How do you fit into this enterprise mindset? Exactly. (laughs) Because y'all always talking about getting to the bag. I'm trying to get to this money. So, but no, like it, it becomes really easy to say no in areas that it was hard. And I bring up relationships because it, that is a very hard area when you enter into this purpose area just in general because well any kind of ship friendship relationship you start to shed that dead weight even though it's real painful Mm -hmm. um not realizing that those seats will be filled with those that are there to help you really pursue your purpose and but it's a season that you're going to go through and that no will save you a few tears I'm not gonna say you're gonna have all but it'll save you a few tears but yeah <laughs> yeah, literally by two or three. <laughs> okay, okay, well, I can talk to you forever, but let me ask you the questions that I always ask everybody. Um, no right or wrong answer, just your thoughts and your opinions. So, what's something that you've had to or still have to accept about your past, present, and future to free you to reach infinite heights in your business? I'm a procrastination queen. That is something that I'm constantly working on because when you get used to 
working under pressure. It's like, I work best under pressure. I'm gonna wait till the last minute. But the amount of stress and anxiety that come from that baby, that stress adds weight gain, that stress deteriorates your heart. So I have to proactively be like, okay, I know you want to take over the world, but you can't do it 24 hours before. So constantly reminding myself, you know, holistically how procrastination impacts me and my business. And if I'm showing up as the CEO that I am, Am I going to hire somebody that I know is a procrastinator? No. So ma'am, get your life. Procrastination. You know my life. You know my life. Yes. Okay. So what's one thing you must believe to achieve as cliche as it sounds? That you can do anything you put your mind to. And I know that sounds just as cliche, but as I was looking at my vision board this morning, Um, There's a little quote that I have up there that says something along the lines of you are where you're at today as a result of the thoughts that you had, you know, back then, just whatever you think becomes what it is that you do. So if you think you can do it, you can. So you, you literally, it's making a choice and deciding like, Hey, I want to do X, Y, and Z. And then you create a plan to do that. You can Mm. do anything you think you can. Yes. Love, love, love. Okay. So what is one belief you had to unlearn in order to achieve a level of success? Girl, so many of them. (laughs) One belief that I had to unlearn um, was around money. I had to really unlearn like the saying that money doesn't grow on trees. While I know that it doesn't grow on trees, I also know that the same level of finances that, you know, Oprah, Beyonce, all of them have is available to me. And it's a matter of managing my relationship with it, right? Like I'm on my way to becoming a millionaire. I ain't there yet, y'all, but I'm a loud and screaming proud from the mountaintops when I get there. But really understanding um, my relationship was with money and the beliefs that came along with it. Did I even answer your question? You did. Cause okay. that was one thing that I had to unlearn. Like, uh, and, and, you know, being from the South, you know, money is the root of all evil and all of those Girl. things. And you need to be humble and did it. And they want you to give everything away for free. Um, so yeah, that, that is definitely, you was preaching a whole word, like right then. <laughs> totally, totally agree. <laughs> Um, okay. And so what's one belief that you want to instill in your clients? One belief that I want to instill in my clients is that it's okay and not even just okay. It's necessary to make yourself the priority in every single facet because you are the source of everything that you're creating in your life. And if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not making the time to go to doctor's appointments, if you're not sleeping, if you're not actively making sure that you are a priority, you can't be good to nobody else. So we have to shift our mindsets to understand that there is no badge of honor for being tired and worn out. And we have to learn how to take care of ourselves and be the priority in our lives before we can do anything for anybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So how has embracing all aspects of you contributed to your success success or equipped you to do what you do? 
And I, I mean, I know I feel like we've kind of talked about this and hinted about this. It's your HR background and just life in general. But like, what's that? What does that look like? So I'm trying to find the best way to say this. So repeat it for me one more time. Mm -hmm. What has embracing all aspects of you contributed to your success or how has embracing all aspects of you contributed to your success or equipped you to do what you do? So really understanding and accepting all aspects of myself meant means knowing what I'm good at, knowing what I'm not good at, um, taking bits and pieces of every single experience, because I believe everything we go through is divine, you know, from the different kinds of companies that I've worked at to the different relationships that I've had, some that have gone well, some that have not gone so well, but really learning how to utilize those experiences and take them for what they are to help me move forward in whatever goal it is that I have. So I literally embrace the good, the bad, the ugly. And some people call me little Miss Sunshine. I try to make the best out of of every situation. um, And that's allowed me to show up as the capacity coach and have the authority to speak on that because I've been moving through a lot of different things. Come on now. That's yes, yes. Okay. So before we tell the people, because you know I can keep talking, but before we tell the people how they can find you, connect with you, um, and add you to their squad, any shout outs? Who's in your squad? Who have you connected with for success? Oh, girl, I got so minty. I'm so thankful. Um, shout outs I would like to give to Latika Vines, who is a boss mom coach. Um, I would absolutely, absolutely love to give a shout out to you as well for helping me realize I am the capacity coach and who gonna check me, boo. Um, I have Evelyn Lavasser who stays on me with the fitness piece, Danielle Washington, who helps me make sure that I'm practicing what I preach and filling up my own cup. Um, and I think that's all I can think of right now. I feel like I'm at the Grammys, girl. <laughs> <laughs> know right when they're like blame it to my heart not my mind uh, but <laughs> exactly. yes yes or blame my mind not my heart I know um, what but yeah say, yeah I love it okay so tell the good people how they can find you and how they can add you to their squad absolutely well first you can find my website it's www.nicolerone.com I know you'll have it in the show notes I ain't gonna spell it out um you can also find me on LinkedIn at Nicole Roan on Instagram at Nicole underscore Roan and on Facebook at Nicole Roan you can also join my flow and flourish community where we have conversations just like this. And I'm dropping tools, tips, knowledge on how to really create capacity and create the balance that you need between your personal and your professional life. So y'all heard it there. And like she said, it'll be in the show notes. So go find her and add her to your squad. We are doing a holistic approach to clarity and you need to be clear on your levels of capacity. So you Mm. can set those boundaries. So thank you, Mama Sita. I so appreciate (laughs) you. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a ball. And you know, I can't wait to get you on the Flow and Flourish podcast. Let me know. Whenever, however, I am there, just let us, sister girl, know. Okay. Sounds good. Now, do you see why I was so excited to get into this episode? 
If you think you might be at max capacity or you just want to find out what your capacity level is, be sure to use the capacity calculator. The link is in the show notes. You can also find it in Nicole Rohn's link in her bio on Instagram. This was so good. Be sure to check your capacity and get in flow before you're maxed out. That's what we don't want. But with that, that's it for this week. Thank you guys for joining us. Have a marvelous, marvelous, marvelous Monday. And I'll see you back here, same time, same place next week.